This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. stepped up there in front, you know, the sound went out, she just just kept flowing in the spirit, amen? Because the devil's where? Where is he? He under our feet, amen? You know, uh, mm, ah, praise God, praise God. Mike, why don't you come jump up on the keyboard for me there, brother? Amen, amen, amen. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. You know, one thing I I try to purpose to do, and I might not do it all the time, every time right, you know, but I endeavor to do it as I want to listen to him. You know, that doesn't mean I'm hearing this voice saying, okay, Bruce, do this. Okay, Bruce, do that. You know, uh, you know, the scripture talks about Pastor Norris, you know, in this, and when he's talking about, you know, uh, in this last message, you know, about the, the Holy Spirit. You know, we're yielding to him and he's leading us. He's speaking to us. You know, and sometimes you can see something and it speaks to you without a voice, but you hear something. You don't hear it here, but you hear something in here, you know, and sometimes you hear something and you might see it even though you don't see anything, you know, and so, but anyway, you can just, just play as the Holy Ghost leads you, brother, just play something. You know, uh, uh, amen. Let's stand up again. <laughs> Just let him lead you, brother. Amen. Let him use you. You his vessel. Amen. You're known it by him. Amen. His spirit dwells in you. The anointing of God. He, he, he destroys yokes and he removes burdens. Amen. 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 You know, Jesus said something in John chapter 4. He met a woman. He had taken his disciples and, you know, and, and all of a sudden he said, I got to go through Samaria. This ain't my message. but <laughs> He said, I got to go through Samaria. You know, Samaria was a place where, you know, because of the, the earlier dispersion, you know, Jews came back and they did what the law told them not to do. They in, intermingled, they intermarried. Now, God's not against intermingling and intermarrying today, you know, but for that covenant, he had given them instructions. But they did it anyway. So they had what they call half-breed children, you know. And so Jesus went there. You know, he said, I got to go through there. And the reason Jesus went there is because Jesus spent time with the Father. Amen. 
He spent time with God. Even though he was God himself, he became a man. Mm, glory to God. <laughs> you know, he became a man. And I heard uh, somebody quote C.S. Lewis yesterday. Jesus, the son of God, became a man that so we, man may become sons of God. You know, but he spent time with the father. He had another plan, but the father redirected him to Samaria. He said, I, I must go through Samaria. So he took his disciples and they went, you know. And, and, but you know what? Jesus got weary. Wait a minute. God got weary. Now, it wasn't God in all his glory and power and everything that got weary. It was Jesus that became 100% man. But still 100% God. But he left his ability to do all those things as God in heaven to fulfill a purpose here in the earth. A purpose that was destined before the foundations of the world. But, the, but Jesus, because he spent time with the Father and he... He had the spirit of the living God in him. He was the Christ. And the spirit was upon him. You know what? Father redirected his way and said, go through Samaria. Go through Samaria. Jesus just obeyed. And he got there. He got weary. It's, it's about 12 and noon time and everything. The hottest part of the day. And Jesus was kind of, he was uh, struggling a little bit physically. I'm going somewhere. And so his disciples got nervous. You know, sometimes people get nervous when you start following the Holy Ghost. Because they're like, what, what is he doing? You know, uh, this ain't the plan. This ain't how it's supposed to go. But when, that wasn't Jesus' plan. But the Bible says many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's God's purpose that's going to prevail. And you want, mm, help me, Holy Spirit. You want God's purpose to prevail because it's a good purpose. It's a mighty purpose. It's a purpose that'll transform things, change things, and set things in its proper order. It's a purpose that will conquer. Things that are coming against you. Things that have set out to destroy you and yours. But when God's purpose prevails, it changes things for the good. So Jesus, in his obedience, you know, the disciples get nervous and they saw him. And they said, hey, 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 this is the first time we ever seen Jesus kind of under the weather. Not that he was sick, but he was weary. He was tired. They never seen him like that. You know? And they said, hey, we better go get him something to eat. He needs some food. We ain't ate it in a while. Maybe that's what it is. So they all left. Now, how, you know, you used to hear these jokes. I ain't going to tell what kind of. But people say, how many people, that I, I'll tell it on the state because I work for the state. So they said, how many state employees does it take to dig a hole? You know, because they'll see a bunch of state employees or county workers out there digging a hole, 10 of them standing around. 
But it's because all ten got a purpose, and the one that's got to do the whole is fulfilling his, but don't mean they, they're not going to do something. It just means, you know, there's a plan. Amen. You might not know it. You know? But anyway, all the disciples left to go get him something to eat. Nobody stayed back there. If, you know, if I thought Keith was struggling, you know, and, and it's 10 of us, why do all 10 need to, one of us just at least stay and kind of check him out, make sure nothing happened while they gone. But see, the reason they left, because the father wanted them out of the way. Because sometimes things get in the way of what God wants to do. Our, our, our beliefs sometimes, our preconceived ideas, our plans, our purposes, God got it all away. You know, he got it all out of the way. And then all of a sudden after they left, here comes this, this woman. This woman comes up to this place at the hottest place part of the day now if you ever been in the Middle East you know or Israel I've been over there in Israel you know or places like that number one they don't go get water in the hottest part of the day they go either early in the morning or, or when it's cool when it's getting ready to break into the almost night you know and they go in groups for safety but here's a woman out there by herself she shows up at this well, not knowing that there's an answer waiting for her life. Not knowing that things are getting ready to change in her situation. Really not knowing who she really is. Sometimes we don't really know who we are. You know, I listened to Pastor Walt praying. I was like, man, he's praying my message. <laughs> He preached my message in his prayer. You know? And, and, and I'm going to get to it. But, you know, we're taking a detour just like Jesus did. I got to go through Samaria. You know? And so, you know, uh, Jesus encounters this woman. And he's sitting there kind of tired and saying, Hey, please give me a drink of water. You know? And, and uh, you know, she kind of starts getting with Jesus because the Samaritans were not accepted by the Jews. And Jesus is a Jew. She's a Samaritan. And so she starts this discourse. Hey, you know, uh, what you being a Jew asking me for a drink? We ain't got nothing to do with y'all. You know, Jesus spoke a word to her that started a change in her life. Even though she still wasn't understanding it up here, something was happening. And see, when the word of God is released, no matter what's happening, whether you see something changing or whether you feel something changing, something's changing. God said in his word in Isaiah 55, my word goes forth. You know, and when I send it forth, it accomplishes what I sent it to do. And it will prosper in the place I sent it. So he said, if you knew who was asking you for a drink of water, you would instead have said, hey, give me a drink of water. Because the water I got 
is living water. You know? And Jesus brought her through, through a discourse. You know, got her through her racial differences. Got her through her religious differences because she said, hey, I perceive you're a prophet. You know? You know, because you read my mail because he told her, he said, you know, and the reason she was out there by herself, say, you haven't been married five times. Because he asked her to go get her husband. Said, you haven't been married five times and the man you with now ain't your husband. So if y'all wonder where shacking up is good or not, Jesus just answered it. He said, ain't your husband and you're supposed to have with you with the man. You're supposed to have a husband. But anyway. He, but the thing about it, in it all, he did not condemn her in it. He only gave her the truth in love. In who he is, he gave her the truth in love. Not condemning her because he had a plan. He had a purpose. So I'm, I'm stepping over my message anyway. But, but, you know, Jesus brought her from there, got out of the religious aspect, you know, because she said, hey, when Messiah comes, you know, he's supposed to tell us all things. And y'all Jews say you worship over there. Jesus said the hour comes and now it is. He, didn't, he said it's coming, but it's already now. Why? Because he was there. He was there. <laughs> he was there. He is there, and he'll always be there. He's here. He said, but the hour coming now is when the true worshipers, you know, they will worship God, you know, not in this mountain or that place, but they will worship him in spirit and in truth. And then he said this, because the Father is seeking those that do that. God wants us to worship him. To be the true worshipers. Who worship him in spirit. In, in the Holy Ghost. And from our innermost beings. Not worrying about Who's here? What, what they think about? But in spirit and truth. Because truth being the word. But when we do that, things begin to transpire. Just like when he spoke that word, living water. Something began to transpire. It changed a woman's life that had to go out. Was, uh, what's the word? Ostracated or whatever. Ostracized or whatever. It, see, I tell y'all don't have them big word vocabulary, so I just give it to you like I got it, you know. But she was despised by people because of her lifestyle. But Jesus didn't despise her. He loved her. And he went after her. Because even though the Father wants us to seek him in spirit and truth, he's after us. Seeking us. Seeking those that will do that. You know? He didn't put her down. He didn't despise her. He just gave her the way. The truth. And the life. 
inviting her into that place unleashing in her something she didn't even know was there that God had put in there and purposed to be there before the foundations of the world disciples are coming back she dropped the thing that she was depending on her water bucket she came to get water and she left with a well an eternal well that springs up into eternal life and she ran with it see when Walt was praying he was talking about running with something to those who need a drink that will change their lives she ran and they came back and said hey master here's some food Jesus said hey, I ain't hungry I'm paraphrasing here, you know. He said, well, did somebody bring him some food or something? He said, I have food that you know nothing about. Now, he'd been teaching them for a long time, but they still didn't get it. He said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. I know I got you standing just a little bit longer. I'm, you know. It'll be just a little bit longer. But to do the will of him who sent me. That's where my food comes from. That's where my strength comes from. From knowing him and doing his will. I don't have to understand it all. Just yield to the one who brings me understanding. Who leads me. Who guides me. Mm. she ran she went back to her place and a little bit later here comes a whole city a whole city coming out to meet a man because she went back and said hey wake up I found a man. A man that told me everything about me. Things I did not even know. Changed my life in a moment. In a conversation. In a time of testifying about his father and who he is. Changed me. Come see this man. Well, you know what? They followed. Them men followed. Actually, you know, people stayed away when she came back because, they, you know, they didn't want nobody to know, hey, maybe he was over there. What are you doing over there talking to her? You know? But they flocked to her. Someone who they despised. And they followed her to a desert place, out to the well. Not just following her, but the scripture says they believe what she said about Jesus, that he was the Christ. They came out, met him, Jesus talked to him, stayed with him a couple days. And then she, they said, hey, no longer do we believe because she told us, but they did believe because she told them. But now we believe because we heard it for ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Lift your hands. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Just close your eyes. We worship you, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. We adore you. We adore you. We love you, Lord. We adore you. Come on, help me. We adore you. We are the true worshipers. We release our heart to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah in your own words. Hallelujah. We adore you, we adore you, we adore you. We adore you, we adore you. We adore you. Hallelujah, hallelujah to your Lamb of glory. In the name of the Holy Child Jesus, Father, show yourself strong. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come down front right now. Come on down, hurry up. We're not going to take long. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're not coming to me. The woman didn't come to me. She came to who? She came to who? She came to who? Don't be ashamed of the name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We adore, come on, let's worship him. See, we're not here as spectators. This ain't about me. <laughs> this is about Jesus and what he wants to do. Not only in their lives, but in your lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless your name, our God and our King. Put your eyes on Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name. We adore you, the Lord that heals us, the Lord that sets us free, our Redeemer, we worship you. We worship you, we worship you, we adore you. You're so good, you're so good to us, Father. You granted us life. All who call upon your name, the name of Jesus, receive your life, oh God. Thank you for the life. Thank you for your faithfulness. You are faithful, oh God. You are faithful. 
You came to destroy the works of the evil one. You came, pajas on Jesus. You came, you came, you came. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Be not afraid for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know what you're doing, Holy Ghost, have your way. Be not afraid, he says. Be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. We adore you. We adore you, we adore you, we adore you. We adore you, we adore you. We adore you, we adore you. Gorele moshandere berere moshandere berere 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 Receive, receive, receive from his presence. Receive, receive. Healing is the bread of the children. Receive, 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 receive. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name, in the name. Oh yeah, clarity, 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 clarity. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody had a change? Remember what I said? Regardless of what you see or didn't see, feel or didn't feel, what happened? The word is affecting its purpose in you. You are the healed of the Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. Go ahead and be seated. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He is good for his mercy endures forever. And it's true to every generation. He is good. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, brother. Amen. You know, that's what God wouldn't let me go on into what I was getting ready to do because he had something to do. And he told me what he wanted to do, right? I was getting ready to get in it, then I kind of like, oh. And he began to, you know, but he didn't let me just jump on into it. You know, sometimes the way he does things, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, sometimes the way he does things, I'll be like, God, you know, seems like you're going, you know, we're trying to get to, uh, you know, to Birmingham, but we're going this way and all the way around here and then coming through here and then coming back up this way, you know. Almost kind of like he did the children of Israel in the wilderness, maybe because it's something he want to do with me, amen. <laughs> sometimes God has to prepare us for things. You know, sometimes we want to jump right into things, and it ain't time to jump yet. You know, I remember Brother Hagin used to say, he said, preparation time in God is never lost time. It's never lost time. You know, Jesus prepared 30 years for just three and a half years worth of ministry. You know? And we see the results of it. Amen. And it wasn't just because he was God. Because he walked totally as a man. Amen. Turn with with me to Isaiah chapter 50. I'll jump off from there. I usually always jump off from there. Not all the time, but usually. Because it's, I believe it's how God uses me a lot 
But I also believe God wants to use all his children in this way. You know, I, uh, Rosie had emailed and asked me for a title mentioned, and I'd be like, oh, man, they'd be asking me for titles and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And sometimes God don't, you know I mean, some, I mean, I got plenty of stuff and outlines and things like that, but, you know, you know, uh, you know, sometimes God wants to do something different, and, he, and he, sometimes I, I, I'll be there. And Paulette can tell you, because uh, we meant to go and mention in prisons together. But I'll get there, you know, and what you going to mention? I don't know. I don't know up here, but in here there's something. And I know it. And God has, God has kind of taught me, in, you know, to, to be yielding. You know, the scripture says in Romans, they that are led by who? The Spirit of God. They are the what? Now, that don't mean you can't have a plan and go execute that plan. That's not what he's talking about. But what he's talking about is your availability to him changing you at any time. And sometimes it can mean your life. You know? Sometimes it can mean that something's awaiting you, and if you don't know how to yield, it won't come to you. Amen? But it says here in Isaiah chapter 50, starting in verse 4, it says that the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the what? Of the learned. That word learned there is a disciple. It's disciple. You know, uh, uh, remember when they talking to, uh, 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 I guess Jesus had kind of departed, but, you know, they had the uh, apostles were in there and they said, you know, uh, uh, they thought they were learned men because of what they were saying. They said they must have been with Jesus because they, they said about Jesus, how, how has this man, this teaching, having never learned or been a disciple? But actually, Jesus was really the first disciple. He was the father's disciple. Because every father is an instructor to his children. They're his disciples. And actually, if you got children here on the earth, they're your disciples, supposedly your, your disciples under Christ. Because the Bible says you're what? Stewards. They don't, you might have birthed them on out here, but they don't belong to you. They belong to God. And see, their purpose is to be discipled, as Proverbs says, or trained up in the way they should what? Go. And so Jesus was discipled by his father and the Holy Ghost was with him. Amen. But the Lord God have given me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word when? In due season. In season to him or her that is weary. Remember we talked about Jesus being at the well and he was weary? But he wasn't weary needing a word. 
He was weary by purpose because God had a plan. Amen? That he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my what? My ear to hear as the learner or as a disciple. God trying to talk to you. You know, like I said, Pastor Walt got up there and praying. I was like, man, he praying what I'm, what I'm, I'm talking. The title of my message was just, you know, uh, Rosette kind of, she didn't bug me about it. She just, you know, I know she got to have things for a reason. But, uh, uh, you know, and I, I was like, God, you know, I'm sitting here at work. And, and I said, okay, the reason for the seasons, plural, the reason for the seasons, because usually about this time of the year, we said Jesus is the reason for the season. But God had me put an S on it. Because you know what? Most of the world come to church that ain't saved. The once or two, two times a year is what? Christmas and Easter. I'm just getting all hung up up here. But, you know, and so, you know, this time we get excited and say, okay, we want to tell everybody Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, it ain't about the, all the commercial stuff and all these things. And that's true. That's not what it's about. And that's part of what we're going to get into. And part of what like I said, Walt began to pray, you know. The reason for the seasons until he comes. You know, reason is the same word as you can use for purpose. Purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about. But let me go on with this, uh, uh, this scripture. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learner or disciple. The Lord God has what? Opened my ear. You know, there's some people who can't hear the voice of God. Not because God don't want them to hear, but because they harden their heart against them. And their ears not open. God wants it open, but God won't force us to allow him to open our ear. Because God knows the purpose that he put you here for. He knows every detail of your life. He knows every step you're going to take in your life, every choice and everything whether it's bad or good. And God wants to open your ears so he could direct your step and maybe prevent us from some things. There's some things I wish I would have got prevented from coming up in life. You know, they kicked me out of college because of my lifestyle, you know. You know, I was just going for everything, you know. Not everything, but you know what I'm talking about. I was, I was living wild. I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilling my purpose that I was supposed to be there for. But thank God for Jesus because I found it. Right, right after they gave me the Buddha, you know, I landed in the arms of Jesus. And been with him ever since. You know, finding 
having found and finding my purpose. Because your purpose, sometimes it just kind of unfolds. You don't get everything up right because sometimes you're not able to handle stuff. That's the reason God didn't take Israel straight into the promised land because they weren't ready for it. They had never been in a situation with war. And because of the purpose on your life, there's somebody else who knows there's a purpose on your life. And he means to bring war against you. And that's called Satan. Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I have come. I'm kind of jumping ahead of my And that's part of purpose. I have come that you may have what? Life. And then have it more abundantly or to the fullest. The fullest. The true life. Amen. The Lord God opened my ear and I was not rebellious. Neither did I turn away. Turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me. And my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Why? For the Lord God will. Didn't say he might will help me therefore i will not be disgraced therefore i have set my face like a flint and i know i know that i will not be ashamed why because he is near who justifies or who declares me right amen in this in this portion of scripture we see some things Number one, we see really the purpose or the heart of, of what we call Christmas. You know, Christmas. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you know, so I hear people say, you know, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. I'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, I like Christmas. But I like every day. I thank God I'm here every day. Because every day he gives me, I'm grateful for it because there is somebody trying to take me out, take you out. He attacked. That's why people were up here in this line. Because there's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, wants to steal their health, wants to steal their wealth, wants to steal their family, wants to steal their joy. You know? But, but Christmas... In the world, they have lost the meaning, but also a lot in the church. You know, the purpose of Christmas. And the purpose really of Christmas is, and, and, and I know I might get some looks, is not about a baby in a manger. That's not why God, the Father, sent Jesus the Son. So people would just marvel over a baby in a manger. But every year, that's what people and what the picture they give the world about marveling over. Instead of the true purpose. It's part of the purpose, but it's not the whole purpose what God meant to do. If we would have stayed babies after we were born and there was no growing and there's no, there's no other purpose, then we would have died. Because it would have just been, be, hey, we, I became a baby. All right, that was good. Now it's time to get out of here. That's not the purpose. Amen? Let's go on. 
But in here, you know, it says the Lord God have given me. God's always got something to give. He's always got something to give and he's looking for somebody to give it to. How many of y'all wish y'all had a billion dollars? Or maybe a trillion. I mean, I would like to have it, but you know what? After a while, I started sitting thinking about it. If I had a trillion dollars, how many people be trying to take me out to get my money? How many people I have to hire just to watch me everywhere? I go? See, a lot of people want a lot of things, but they don't understand the responsibility that comes with it because they're looking at it one way. Now, I still would like to have that. But if I got my purpose right, it's not for me. It's for a whole nother thing. I see a bigger picture. You know, when they, they're getting ready to build a skyscraper or some big building uh, in town or whatever, first thing you start seeing, you hear an announcement about it. But then you see these, this little billboard, this thing they build in front of the property. And it's got what on it? A picture. What is the picture about? What's going up there? Now, it might be a fence with some grass and some, uh, you know, some potato chips bags and some bottles and beer cans all over it, you know, just scattered there. But that ain't the picture. But it is the beginning of the picture because they got a fence up. And then declare the perimeter where this thing going to be. But it's not the end result of what they're looking for. But they project a vision. They project something from the picture that you can see in it even though it's not there. That's why I said, you know, when the word's spoken to you, when hands are laid on you, don't set your eye on what's there. Set your eye. And it's not easy to do because... <laughs> You know, when you go through battle and your body's aching and it's telling you, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. You know what? Your mind starts painting all kinds of pictures. But we got to keep our focus on the true picture of what he says. Amen. And so, you know. Uh, God's always got something to give. And, and, and the reason he always has something to give is because of his nature. And we know the Father's nature, the Bible declares that God is what? God is love. God is love. You know, in, in 1 John 4, 8, uh, it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us or appeared. That's what it means, manifested, to appear or to be revealed. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might what? Live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or the ransom or price or, 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 or uh, 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 atonement for our 
sins. Amen? Love always is a giver. God is always a giver. Jesus declared it's the thief, Satan, that comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have or that I might give you life and that more abundantly. God doesn't want those things in our life that steals, kills, and destroys that which he is establishing. But the enemy's purpose is to do just that, to put things, put distractions sometimes, you know, to put our desires that are not God's desires in those places sometimes. Amen? In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, talking about the nature of God. For unto us a child is, we always see this on Christmas cards and different things, but most people don't even know what it means. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is what? That's the nature of love. God's purpose is beginning to be seen in the earth. And he did it. He did do it in the manger. He did it in Bethlehem. And it, uh, uh, but God's nature or his purpose was to give something for a purpose. Amen? Uh, um, for God, in John 3, 16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave. See, I want you to get the nature of the Father. He's a giver. He's a giver. He's a giver. But God doesn't give irresponsibly. Again, Israel in the wilderness. God had actually already given them a land, gave it to Abraham. But he didn't let them possess it until they were what? Ready for it. Amen? So God wants to give, but if you're not ready, if you're not preparing yourself. See, we're preparing to go into a new facility. And God's been preparing us here. You know, and there are going to be others come who are not going to be where we're at. They're not prepared as we are. And so we're going to be having to face the brunt of the responsibility. But that responsibility is not totally on us. It's on him who helps us. We have a helper. We have somebody who wants to give us strength. God's a giver. And the nature of love is always giving. Love purposes and how he will fulfill it regardless of obstacles in our way. God's going to bring it to pass, his purposes. No matter what's in the way, no matter what the devil brings, if, and I do have to throw in an if, you know, because sometimes I hear stuff preached, and it says God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And I don't ever hear an if. Especially when those scriptures in the Bible gives an if in there. You know? Like it says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and what? Just to forgive your sins. But the faithful and just to forgive your sins has a condition in the front of it, don't it? You know? And a lot of times we leave out those conditions and we wonder why something's not happening in our lives. You know, God's waiting on us. It ain't him. You know, there's some things God's holding back because of things like timing and seasons. 
But when something needs to be happening, sometimes it's us. And we need to get take care of the if, amen? But God will fulfill his purpose, and I'll qualify, to those who are willing to allow him to fulfill it in and through them. There's some things God's going to take care of in the earth regardless of what we do. And one of those things was what we call label as Christmas. Amen? God had foretold and prophesied about the coming of his son. And part of his purpose for bringing him, we see the rest of it in the latter part of John 3, 16. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Then it goes on to say that whosoever believes in him should not what? Perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? God's purpose in sending a baby was to save the world. And in that, and the reason I put the seasons, plural, because really Christmas and Easter go together. They're not separated. Only by what we call time. In the spirit ain't no time with God. That's why the scripture says, Jesus Christ, the lamb, slain when? Before the foundations of the world. Wait a minute, he ain't got here yet. How can he be slain before the foundation? Because there ain't no time with God. When God sent his son to be born of a virgin, he had a purpose. And that purpose was already in him in Christ. Amen. Let me go ahead and finish reading this and then I'll kind of bring it all together because my time is quickly running out. And Isaiah 9, 6, and I'll finish the latter part of that where it says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. See, the child was born. That was the fleshly part of Jesus. But the son that was given always existed. God was saying something to us and we missed it. The world missed it. Amen. And the government will be upon his shoulders and his name. See, that was another purpose of God. And sending Jesus, that the government will be upon his shoulders. Now, Jesus is the head of the body of Christ, right? So who are the shoulders? God's got things for us to do. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And it goes on, talks about the throne of David and all of these things. But at the latter part of that verse, it says this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You know what? When Jesus ministered to that woman from the well and she took off, she didn't go back. She didn't stop and turn around and say, well, I feel something. But how, how should I do this or how am I going to do this? What happened? She just ran. And when she got to the place she needed to be, guess what? The purpose of God began to manifest. See, if you're, at the, if you're in the place or you being led by the Spirit, you don't always have to stir something out. Now, the Bible does tell us to stir up the gift of God that is within us. 
And really, we do that through prayer, through getting in the word, through worship, you know. And worship is not just when we come in here and, oh, I love you, Lord. You know, the, the worship team is playing. Worship, the, the, the true definition of worship. When God first taught me about worship, he said, Bruce, worship is like a dog. A dog. You know, uh, and I didn't think about it, but a dog, they say man's best friend. So when we're worshiping God, we like his best friend. You know, but the things he told me back then was this. He said, you know what? If you're at work and you're coming home, your dog's at the house. Because he, he, he perceives your habit. When it gets time for you to come home, he starts getting excited. <laughs> Tails wagging. <laughs> starts going to the door. <laughs> looking out a window or whatever he can. Oh, is the master here? <laughs> he's, he's, he's praising. He's leading up. You know, finally, he hears something coming up the, the steps or in the, he the kid get in the door. <laughs> he starts jumping. <laughs> And then the door opens, ah, and he leaps on the master. Starts, oh, he just starts loving on him, licking him. He starts giving his whole heart to the master. He's being obedient all day. Sometimes he gets in trouble because he might chew up a pillow or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, he's sitting there where he's supposed to be all day waiting for one thing. When is the master coming? When is the master coming? You know, worship is obedience to God. I ain't going to finish this because I got four pages of it, but I ain't no way going to finish. But see, that's how God is. You know, God's purpose. Let me give you some scriptures. <laughs> and if you want to write them down, you can, you can go uh, see God's purpose in these things. You know, Matthew 1, 21 through 23 talks about how when God's going to bring forth his son. And he lists the purpose in there. In all of it, you're going to see God giving something. You know, and then you're going to see the reason he gives it. A father gives his, his son or daughter car keys to the car. It's a gift. But there's a reason, a purpose for which he's giving it. Amen. God has a purpose to everything he does. And the motivation of it all is love. But that's not the only motivation. That's how it is supported. The whole motivation is that his glory be revealed in all the earth. And I'm going to give you these scriptures, but I want to just get in here before I truly run out of time. God's chief purpose and reasons for the seasons is everything walk praise. So if y'all was listening, y'all know what I'm talking about. And I'll, you'll get these scriptures. But it's so that we will trust that he will bring his word to pass. See, God had prophesied for hundreds, even thousands of years. He started when he, he, he made man on the earth and man messed up. God prophesied, okay, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head, devil. And you're going to bruise his heel. 
God started prophesying thousands of years before that he's going to send his reason for creating everything. Not only his reason, but the one who created it all himself. And in bringing Jesus to that manger through Mary, you know, some people exalt Mary, and Mary is to be exalted, but not above Jesus. You know, the Bible says she's blessed above or among all women. So she deserves honor. But the reason was not her. The reason was to say, was God saying, my word, not one iota, not one tittle, nothing from my word, it will ever fail. When you know that, there's a trust that develops in you about God. That when God says something, you're ready to go. You're saying, oh, where's the match? Oh, what you got? What you got? You know? Because he's been faithful. God demonstrated his faithfulness in sending Jesus. It wasn't so much about the baby. It was about the word itself. My word shall never fail. And the fact that after thousands of years of being promised, the word shows up. And the word is not empty or void. It accomplishes what he was sent to do and prospers where he was sent to do it. Jesus healed the sick, cast out devils, you know, raised the dead. Why? Because you're supposed to. You and I are supposed to be doing the same things. Now, will you raise somebody from dead? I don't know. You know, I've seen somebody raised from the dead. Participated in it. You know, not saying it was me that did it. Jesus is the only one that can raise somebody from the dead. You know, and maybe I'll tell that testimony one day. I haven't, I haven't told nobody before, you know. But you know what? God's got things for us to do. That's the whole point of Christmas. It's the manifestation or the revealing of the glory of God. And every, not just Christmas season, but every day of our lives here on this planet is supposed to be a birthing. A revealing of the glory of God. You know? The world needs to see that God hasn't forgotten about them. He need, they need to see that there's an answer. That God is faithful to his word. Because he's been faithful to me. And when we tell that testimony, guess what? Now they're hearing the word. Because we'll tell them, but you know what? He'll be faithful to you too. If you just open up your heart. See, Mary had to open up her heart. And she was willing to believe and to receive. Let me give the rest of the description, and then I'm going to give you some action points. <laughs> 
this didn't go nothing like I thought it would go, but you know what? I tell you, you know what? It don't bother me, and I'll tell you why, because I've seen Daddy do this so many times, you know? Sometimes I don't get to get him a message and finish it or whatever. Sometimes I get to go through and teach real nice and everything, you know? But you know what? I, I learned all in it all. If I'll just follow him, regardless if I get my message that I spent all this time preparing, you know, regardless of if I get it out, if I accomplish what he wants to do, Joseph only lived a certain amount of time. He helped Mary with the purpose of God, and then he was out of here. He didn't even get to see Jesus do what he was going to do. But he fulfilled his purpose. And God wants us to fulfill ours. Write down John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. If you're writing it down, if you're not, you know, maybe it'll be on the podcast or whatever. Luke 2.10, where God says, my purpose is to all people. 1 John 3.8, Jesus talks about his purpose of coming or the Apostle John talks about it for him. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 through verse uh, 12. 2 Peter chapter 1. Walt already ministered on this. I had it written down and all that, you know. But Walt did a good job on it, you know. And let me go ahead and read this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord and his divine, as his divine power has given to us. See, there's God given again. To us, all things that pertain to what? Life and godliness. Through the knowledge, see, you got to spend time. Knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceeding great and precious. That's our thing. We got to value the word. That through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Daddy wants us to be like him, like Jesus. Amen? Partakers, movers and shakers like Jesus. How many believe y'all can do that? I'm not talking about in your own strength. See, you know what? See, I only saw a few hands go up. Maybe some of y'all are like, well, I'm just, I wish he just shut up. So I'm just kind of waiting on him to get through, you know? And if you like that, that's telling me you ain't hearing what the Holy Ghost is saying. No, I'm not. See, I don't need to have you shout and give me all your stuff. That's not what I'm here about. I don't look for titles. And I'm not looking for the applause or the praise of man. I want to please him. Amen. And part of my, my purpose is to, to, to exhort you, to encourage you, to be what, just like Jesus did with this woman at the well. Paul, let me tell you, I've ministered that message plenty of times, you know, to the women in the prison. Because you know what? It's power in the word. It's purpose in there. And God's got something in all of us. But see, the reason a lot of hands don't go up is because we think we can't do that because we look in one place to ourselves or to men. God's not worrying about you know, you doing it in yourself. He, all he's saying is, will you be available? 
Will you open up your heart for me to do what I want to do through you? Because have not I said nothing is impossible to the one that will believe? No thing, no word. Amen. God wants to do those things through us. I know I've probably gone over 12-12 now. So let me give you a couple more scriptures and then action points and we'll get out of here. Amen. Because I don't want to abuse your time. But at the same time, people used to sit for days and listen to Jesus. Now I know I'm not Jesus, but I am one with him. Amen. No, no. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 through verse 29. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 uh, through 14. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. I'm going to read this one. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God's after everybody. He don't care what they've done, what might have happened. God loves them. God loves us. And he wants them to have that opportunity to receive him. Now, it's up to them whether they receive or, and, you know, him or not. That's not our responsibility. But our responsibility is, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be available, be that demonstration or the manifestation of who he is amen uh second corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 and the last thing our, our our part is to allow the grace of god to work in and through us first corinthians 3 verse 9 we're co-laborers with god james chapter 1 verse 21 and 22 Tells us to put away those former things. It says something, I'm paraphrasing now. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. All we got to do is act and let God empower us. Amen? No matter if you're in school, if you're on work, if you're retired, if you're in the government, no matter what you do, there is something that God wants to use you for. Amen? Okay, the action, uh, action points. Number one, believe and trust that he will keep his word. That's the main thing God was demonstrating. I keep my word. I keep my promises. Whoever, whosoever believe in him shall not perish. Acknowledge him, his purpose, his way of doing things. That's called righteousness. God's way of doing things. And when we acknowledge, God shows up. But if we don't acknowledge and we kind of just put him over here, nothing happens. No matter if it's healing or prospering or, or, or enabling you to do whatever it needs to do. If God is not acknowledged, you might do some things, but it'll be from the flesh. And as scripture says, flesh profiteth nothing. But if God's involved, things are going to happen. Amen. We need to work by his grace. Amen. See, a lot of people are afraid of that word work because they think, well, if, it, if it's grace, there ain't no work involved. That's not true. Because in the very same scripture that tells us, for by grace you are saved through faith, 
that not of yourself, but it is a gift of God, not of works any man should boast of. Then it goes on to say, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he hath foreordained that we should walk therein. So work is involved. Amen. Listen to his voice in prayer through the word. Then acknowledge it and walk it out with the corresponding, the appropriate corresponding action. Amen. That's why the scripture says faith without works or a corresponding action is dead. Because it's by itself. Amen. Let's pray. I know I took a lot of your time. Pastor what be coming. He's going to give you some announcement and everything. How, how many of you? First, just bow your heads. Maybe there's somebody in here. And God wants to manifest his Christmas to you. Of course, we gave it the name Christmas, but God's true Christmas is Christ to the masses, to the people. And he wants to reveal not a baby to you, but the glorified son of the living God, Jesus Christ himself. And maybe you've never invited him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. You don't know where you might spend eternity. And maybe you're believing that your good works would outweigh your bad. But God says, your works can't get you there. You have to believe, oh, my son. He said, if you confess him with your mouth and believe him in your heart, that he is the son of God, that he was sent, lived a sinless life and died and on a cross to pay for the sins of the whole world. And if you believe that and acknowledge that and invite him into your heart, he said, you'll be saved. Because it's with your mouth you confess unto salvation and with your heart you believe into being right with God. If that's you, anybody in here, raise your hands right now. Don't be ashamed. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Don't let this moment pass you. You want to be sure. Because hell is real. And if you leave the earth without knowing that Jesus Christ is your Lord, having a personal relationship with him on purpose, not by accident, on purpose. If you leave this earth without him, the scripture says hell is your home. Anybody else? Okay, let's pray. we're going to pray as a whole body. We're going to pray this after me for that one that did raise their hand. Say, Father, thank you for sending Jesus. I believe he is your son. And he was sent for me that I can know you and receive your purpose into my heart. Knowing that you are faithful 
to your word. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Wash me clean with that precious blood you shed on the cross. Wash me from all my sin. I receive your eternal life in me. I'm now your child. God, you're now my father. Use me. Change me for your glory to look like Jesus. I love you because you first loved me. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.